Hello and welcome to episode two of Here Be Angels. My name is Richard Leeming and after the runaway success of episode one, Heather Davies and I decided to treat ourselves to the finest night out that Peckham has to offer. Which is why we're standing on the top floor of a multi-storey car park along with many hundreds of other people. If you haven't worked out where we are yet, we're at Frank's Cafe and Campari Bar. Frank's been running for three years now and in a moment I'll be talking to Frank and some of the people who are here. But before that, Heather is now going to tell us what she's been up to this month. Well, Richard, I decided it'd be quite nice to speak to some of the amateur food producers and craftspeople in the local area. So we're going along to the Nun's Head, where they have a market every month for local food producers. Uh, I'm Louise Lawler, and I'm the owner of the Old Nun's Head in Nunhead. We've come down today on a Saturday, and it's a pop-up emporium. Could you just explain a bit about what that is? Yeah, a pop-up emporium is lots of local people that just come along and make cakes, sell arts and crafts, clothes, vintage clothes jams and it's just people in the community really they should come down the guy selling these prints uh, he comes in quite a lot the lady with the jewellery she, she's a local as well so yeah and it's good to all local people my name's Lee Wilson and I organise the pop-up Emporium it's in its fifth month now it's been going since March and um, we have sort of 20 plus diverse traders we've got pre-loved labels we've got vintage ceramics um, we've got um, perspex jewellery we've got art painted by credit cards or <laughs> whatever it is we've got amazing cakes um, we've got Colombian cheese um, textiles and it changes we usually have 10 repeat stalls and then 10 fresh stalls so that hunters don't get bored are they local people is it people you know um, a little bit of both, really. Um, because I sell vintage ceramics, I come across lots of people at stores and, and events. And if I find something interesting, I'll usually take a card and, and contact them. Um, and then, of course, we advertise on the local forums, which is amazing. Has there been anything that's been sold here that's been particularly interesting? Well, I think everything, really. Everything, I, think, I think decoupage, but she's not here today. There was a, a girl here last time who, who did decoupage, and it was... It was very underpriced um, <laughs> but um, it was it was amazing she had coffee tables and jewellery I'm wearing a bracelet now actually it was all very vintage it was all vintage comics and vintage magazines and uh, she decoupaged furniture and jewellery and pots and pans and all sorts of things really but I think that was one of my favourite things yeah I'm Jane and I make cupcakes on the store and I work at the pub. So is this your first market? Yes, but won't be the last one. We've got quite a few people left their email addresses and would quite like us to do parties and things like that. So yeah, there's more like business opportunities, which is nice. What made you want to get involved with today? Uh, I worked here for like about six months now. I started baking cakes for the pub to sell a little while ago and I just thought that the market was a great idea. I always like baking at home because I live have a house share, so I just bake for all my housemates and stuff, usually. And could you just talk us through what you've got on the stall today? Uh, we've got a selection of cupcakes. We've got red velvet, strawberry cheesecake, vanilla and chocolate cupcakes with sprinkles, coffee cake, carrot cake, banana and walnut, and Brooklyn blackout, that's it. <laughs> What's your favourite? Uh, red velvet cupcakes, they're amazing. I'm Karen and I've got a business called Red Handed and I make um, Perspex jewellery. I'm really interested in shapes. There's a lot of Perspex jewellery out there that's quite sort of kitsch, but I wanted something that was less obvious. I guess my, my stuff's quite sort of 60s and some of it's kind of art deco-ish. A lot of people are doing a lot of samey sort of stuff and I just wanted to get away from 
from that. As one of the people that's been here since the beginning, could you explain what kind of customers you've been getting coming through the doors here? Um, all sorts, really. Um, all ages. I've, I've spoken to a few elderly ladies who said they remember seeing this kind of stuff when they were young. All ages, I would say. Yeah. How would you describe the area? It's lovely. I think Nunhead's lovely. I, I, I think it's becoming a lot more interesting in terms of what people are up to and there's a lot of interesting stuff going on here that maybe wasn't happening before. So I was surprised recently to find out that English Heritage had been in Peckham, not with the aim of pointing and laughing before running away back to Dulwich Village, but actually to carry out an in-depth and detailed survey of some of the historical buildings in Peckham. The upshot of this is that Southwark Council are proposing to have a conservation zone along Peckham Hill Street and along Rye Lane. Now, I was slightly surprised about this, so I went to talk to Eileen Conn. She's the driving force behind an organisation called Peckham Vision. The aim of Peckham Vision is to push Peckham into the 21st century, and Eileen told me why a conservation zone would be important for Peckham. We've got hidden behind the grime, behind the really poor quality ground floor shop fronts, some amazing historical buildings. And one of the unique things about Peckham Town Centre, as the experts have told us, and which chimes with our experience, is that it's a pretty remarkably continuous historical um, display of architectural styles while London was turning from a collection of villages into its dense urban state today. We've actually got this perhaps more coherently and more complete than almost anywhere else, perhaps anywhere else in London. If I think about a conservation area, I tend to think of somewhere like Dulwich Village, the white picket fences, the Georgian mansions, the manicured gardens, and perhaps a slightly sterile atmosphere. If we have a conservation area around here and we take away the grimy shop fronts, do you think we'll end up with a sterilised area? Our vision is the way in which these historical buildings are a tremendous asset for encouraging good quality new development uh, and good quality uh, uh, use, really, of the existing buildings, which the modern buildings, which are now some 50, 60 years old, some of them. The point is, something like an urban area, which is very different, I suppose, from a rural village, which you might say Dulwich Village is a bit like, um, is that it is changing every day. Uh, There's nothing stays the same in a town centre throughout. There's tremendous opportunity to uh, influence the quality of the developments day by day, week by week, month by month, without major development, major redevelopment, because things are changing anyway. You think it is a good thing? I've lived in this area for 38 years. I have seen about four failed attempts by the authorities to do something, in quotes, about Peckham Town Centre. A lot of money has been spent, a lot of effort has been put, and really it doesn't have much effect. And I think that one of the good things about the conservation area approach is that it's setting the framework. It's not the council doing anything itself, but it's setting the framework within which the market can actually do something and do it in a more coherent way and so I've got a lot of yes I'm, I'm quite passionate about it I've been convinced I didn't think that the t- uh, conservation area like you I, or your in- initial question I thought this is just something about keeping things as they are I've been convinced over the years as I've worked with Benedicto Looney um, and all the other work that we've done and being and the key thing is to walk along Riley and Peckham High Street and look above the ground floor and then you see what's there. It's amazing. You can still see, you can see it, but on the whole, most people don't see it because they're looking at the ground floor. Now, people travel from all over south-east London to shop on Rye Lane. Do you see the conservation area would gentrify Peckham or is it going to leave it as the cultural mix it is now? Well, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen even if we didn't do that? I mean, the thing is that I've lived here for nearly 40 years and the current 
identity of Rylane didn't exist 20 years ago. Look how fast that's changed. What's, what's actually going to happen in the next 20 years? None of us can predict. All that we can do is do our best to get the in physical infrastructure in Rye Lane into good, solid conditions. A lot of it's falling down at the moment. This conservation area will help us to bring money into Peckham to help property owners to get their buildings into good shape. What we want is for this to be a place that's still livable in, still a good place to be in 100 years' time. And as coordinator of Peckham Vision, what is your vision for Peckham? Oh, what's my vision for Peckham? To realise, uh, this is really is very broad and general, to realise its potential. Its potential in terms of the diversity of its architectural styles, to get good quality design into the development for the future. Um, another thing which is, which is not so much Peckham Vision, but it's linked with that, which is the Southwark Rail Users Group campaign to ensure that we maximise our good connections to London Bridge and Victoria and St Pancras because we are 10 minutes and 15 minutes from the tube. So basically we're on the tube already, but nobody knows about that. And because some of the services are a bit patchy, it isn't like the tube, but it could easily be the tube. It's a bit like, you know, we've got all these fantastic historical buildings. Just let's do a bit of tweaking here and there. And what an amazing thing this might happen. It's the same with our rail services. If we can get if we can get ourselves onto, the, onto a, a map that's comprehensible and people can carry around in their heads, I can tell you that people will change their attitude to Peckham Ryan. We're working on that. Eileen Conn, thank you very much indeed. It's a beautiful summer's evening and I'm standing on the top floor of the not disused but rarely used car park in the central Peckham and it's literally rammed. There are hundreds of people here and some pounding dance music about which I know nothing going on in the background. Yes, it's the opening night of Frank's Cafe and Campari Bar and I'm going to try and wander around and ask some people what they're doing here and what they think of it. Yeah, brilliant. Fantastic structure. I love the ratchet straps, especially from underneath. It's an excellent idea. One of the best views in London. It's brilliant. Yeah, got to be seen. And what do you think it makes about, it says about Peckham? Brilliant. It says it's where the art world is coming to. Yeah, we love Peckham. I think it's actually brilliant. Have you been here before? No, this is the first time. It's really cool. Everything's fast. Campari's flowing. Life is good. And what about the view? The view is amazing. stunning. It's so nice to come out right now, actually. Yeah, what are you looking at it's then? It's amazing, sorry? What are you looking at? Tell me what you're looking at. Looking at the London Eye. Looking at the shot, Shard. Yeah, that's Shard, yeah. yeah. The, what else? What's that thing called? The, it's like aubergine. It's the, uh, the gherkin, it's the called. The gherkin. St. Paul's, St. Paul's, straight yep, up. Yep. Hey, there you go. Yeah, it's amazing. To be honest, the views are a lot more beautiful than the arts. We actually, right. yeah. <laughs> we're not from, we, we come from all the way from northwest. Really? Yeah. Northwest of England or northwest of London? No, it's London. London. It's as far as the mission, though. Yeah. Kensal Green, that's kind of where we're from Kensal Green's part. So, would this bring you back to Peckham? Has it changed your, your views about what Peckham is? We, we were just yeah. saying, yeah, definitely. We were just saying, like, I mean, normally we'd like, yeah, okay, let's go to Bar Packer, but like, ah, uh, yeah, maybe not. But I'm a friend of mine, a friend of mine, she's the general manager here, so she's like, you have to come and see it. And I'm, uh, I'm sold. That's going to be telling people back in Kensal Green. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely worth the trip. Amazing. It says, definitely, it just says come down here because lots of things are happening. And um, it's evolving down here. And. Um, and it, and it sort of shows that you can make something from nothing. You don't have it doesn't have to um, have loads of Tesco's and things like that. It just it, 
just needs to have creative young young creative people, I suppose. I haven't actually been down there yet. There's free beer down there. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah, driving. I don't know. Like, does it? Maybe beer. I've got some that's not actually beer. Isn't it? No, it's something else. It's some sort of um, fruit cocktail disguised as uh, beer. You're lucky because I think I've actually got proper beer. Got lucky. Proper beer. Yeah, <laughs> lucky. Well, <laughs> someone swap, but you've got, you've got <laughs> but What do you reckon to the whole concept of I think, I think it's absolutely. Well, do you mean Frank's or do you mean the whole thing? The whole, the whole thing. The whole yeah. thing. I think it's absolutely brilliant because I, I remember coming here years and years ago and I used to go to the cinema and it was a multi-story car park where there was one floor open that you could go to and park going to the cinema and the rest was derelict and disused and I just think this is a brilliant use for the disused space absolutely wonderful look at the skyline and everything and space for art space for people and dodgy beer finding there are a lot of people who are really enjoying their night at Frank's and lo and behold here is Frank himself not looking anywhere near as stressed as he ought to it's great I'm actually really relaxed I just had a big Negroni and I'm it's a lovely atmosphere here it's just a really nice place to be actually and I wasn't expecting that I was expecting to be really stressed and panicky but it's lovely it's were, really great. were you expecting this many people? we were planning for it there's actually probably not this early and so in about half an hour I'm going to run and make sure we've got enough glasses and all of that but at the moment I'm just trying to relax because I've been really stressed for the last two weeks it's been really intense and now it's done and it's there and it's it looks amazing, actually. Um, yeah, the new uh, structure looks quite fantastic. Great. It looks so great, and I love the water towers. Brilliant. And there's so many things that that I feel I've got wrong the last couple of years that look right and look right. good, and I'm really, really happy with it. Tell me what you've got right, then. Well, I think the setup of the bar, structurally, speed of service-wise, sh- we should be able to cope with not this many people, but our maximum capacity when we function as a cafe. Um, and the new toilets when they're installed because we've actually got the old toilets should be amazing and it's a touch of glass debris about those toilets isn't they're, it? they're horrific right now but in a week's time we're getting new ones fitted they're just a bit late on the delivery um, and that should be great and it actually just it just feels like a, like a lovely place to be and I've never experienced that because I've been working every shift yeah. since it's opened and this is the first night I'm not working and so for me it's, it's amazing and there's talk that Hot Chip are playing later tonight is that a rumour can you confirm that or deny I it I can't confirm it because it's supposed to be secret <laughs> but I don't, I, don't, I don't know I, th- I heard Spandau Ballet were going to be here I don't know right. <laughs> <laughs> what about Duran Duran yeah well we booked them but you know they, yeah, they, they had other plans yeah. I'll leave it to it. Thank you very much indeed. Good luck. See you, luck. See you later. Cheers. Thanks for that, Frank. Uh, I wasn't able to ask him as many questions tonight as I'd hoped to. A couple of weeks ago, I caught up with Frank while he was putting up the canopy here, and uh, we had a longer chat about what he's trying to achieve here. Yeah, we've uh, we've expanded the bar a little bit, um, mainly the roof actually, just because of the rain. Um, and yeah, we're hoping to expand. It's quite fun when it does start to rain because we do have lots of space that isn't covered by the roof. When it does start to rain, everyone runs under the roof and uh, it can make it quite fun because it it creates this kind of weird electric atmosphere, everyone huddling together, but also makes it incredibly impractical and logistically impossible to run a cafe. My favourite time to be there is in the middle of a thunderstorm, um, watching the lightning strike over London is just spectacular and uh, you get this amazing buzz being on top of uh, a car park roof in the middle of a dramatic hailstorm it's really exciting 
So why did you decide? T- tell me about how Frank's Cafe and Kabari Bar came to be set up. It's a very odd place to have it. It is. It was actually instigated by the Hannah Barry Gallery, who run the Bold Tendencies Sculpture Exhibition, which has run for five years. And Hannah approached me and the architects with the idea of putting a cafe there. And we thought it was a fantastic idea. And so we ran with it. And it, it's mainly because I... The, when I first went up there um, and for the first time watched the sunset over the London skyline, I thought this is the best place to have a drink in the world. <laughs> and plenty of people seem to agree with you. I mean, you've had really brilliant reviews and it's been busy as well. Yeah, it's, it's been a, a triumphant and unexpected success um, in that sense. It's amazing because when we started, I wrote a, a business plan, which is if we could possibly get 20 people up here we might not lose all of our money, you know, and it's switched and it's suddenly um, has, has become a, a great success and it's, it's really nice, actually. You've had many more than 20 people each, each day, haven't you? Yeah, we have, we have. It's quite, we're going over the figures and it's actually quite shocking. I don't, I don't want to say what we quote our sponsors the amount of visitors we've had, but yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing, actually, really amazing. And um, why Campari? It's not exactly a very British drink. No, it's not, but the reason for Campari is it's the key ingredient in my favourite drink in the world. Which, which is? Which is a Negroni, and which is one part Campari, one part gin, one part vermouth. And because of the, the summer emphasis in the bar, it's, it's just the most delicious drink to sip in a sunny, lazy, sunny afternoon. Um, and that's why I went for Campari. And do people buy it? I mean, you sell beer as well. Do you sell mostly beer, or do you get people, you know, how do you persuade people to buy Negronis? Um, people love it. People love the idea of of trying something new I think especially in a setting like that because it's so unusual and Campari is a slightly unusual drink for the English palate um, but yeah people are well up for trying it they don't always like it <laughs> they're really up for trying it in previous years you've um, had this adopted approach of uh, serving food until it runs out how's that gone down with your customers? well we never did that on purpose um, again it's because we we even when we were really busy we tended to underestimate the amount of people that wanted to come um, every year we, we shut the bar down and think about how we can improve it last year we wanted to take the food a bit more seriously so we decided to do a table service restaurant style um, with reservations and, and that really didn't work because we did run out of food people who booked didn't get food also it meant we couldn't serve all the people who wanted to come which is a great shame so this year again we've had a rethink and we've scrapped reservations and scrapped table service just to try and accommodate as many people as possible and we will be ordering twice as much food I didn't mind frankly it added to the part of the adventure of turning up just to see if there was any food left <laughs> well it's, it is a bit disappointing if you've heard we do do delicious food and we do do delicious food and you've come all the way up to the roof of a car park and all we've got left is lettuce <laughs> yeah, so it, it's, yeah. you know have a Negroni we never run out of Campari so um, thinking about your customers I mean you're, you're uh, running conjunction with Bold Tendencies which is a, clearly an art project I mean, are your customers mainly art students? Um, they, when we started it was almost exclusively art students um, all our staff come from Campbell or Goldsmiths and it was pretty much just them and their friends to begin with um, we did get quite a lot of attention in the press which made it more of a destination from people from all over London which is nice and um, it's made yeah it's kind of changed the scene there a bit but it's, it's really nice I'm trying 
didn't they? Yeah. Do you um do you have any problem getting a license or anything like that? How was the the sort of official done? Um, I have nothing. This is quite an extraordinary thing for me to say, but I've absolutely nothing. Don't have a bad word to say about Southwark Council. They are, in my opinion, incredibly good to work with. I've worked with a few councils in London, mainly South London, Lambeth and Wandsworth. Just a nightmare. And Southwark are really, really good. They're so supportive with what we're doing. And our licensing rep, a woman called Jane Tear, has been so incredibly helpful in the really difficult process of getting a license to sell alcohol on the roof of a multi-storey car park. I was actually amazed by how nice they were and how supportive they were. Really I'm fantastic. genuinely surprised to hear you say that because um, have you had any problems with the fact that it is alcohol, it is the 10th uh, story of a multi-storey car Last year I was told to move away from the edge in case I fell off, I mean, or threw something off. Have, have there been any instance of people falling off or things falling off? No, we've had absolutely no problems with it at all. We have... Um, we had obviously lots of very stringent health and safety checks um, and again Southern Council Health and Safety Board are incredibly supportive and instead of saying you can't do this this is a disaster they said okay if you want to do this this is how to make it safe and we obviously followed all their guidelines um, to the T and it, there's been no problems whatsoever. We were talking just now about how most of your, your customers are started out being our students now. It's a relatively trendy destination bar. How do you fit into the wider Peckham community? And is that important to you? Um, how we fit into the wider... We are very white on the roof. Uh, shockingly white. If you come up from Rye Lane, which is such an amazing African feel to it, up to the roof, um, the middle classness of it is quite shocking. And it is important to us because obviously we want it to be a, something that's appreciated by the entire community. We are actually making efforts to appeal to the, um, the entirety of the Peckham community, um, especially the art exhibition, the art gallery. Would you extend uh, the uh, opening hours from you know, more than just July, August to September? Uh, no. No, it's something we've thought about, but uh, for me, personally, um, I, like, I like it being very short-term. I think it's good. I think we're just there for a little bit enjoy the sun and then go do something else you can have too much of a good thing yeah kind of kind of frank thank you very much indeed for your time and i wish you the best of luck for the summer thank you very much richard that was uh, heather banging together a campari and soda and a campari and orange juice which is really very nice and uh, we'll be back in approximately a month's time uh, heather any idea what you'll be talking about oh email us with your suggestions or tweets, they will do just as well. I'm hoping I'm going to be finding out a little bit more about the art that's here uh, uh, in the car park in Peckham. Uh, the exhibition's called Bold Tendencies. It's as important as the alcohol, but funnily enough, we've constructed on the alcohol first time round. So uh, I hope you've enjoyed listening. Uh, we really appreciate the fact that you have listened. We're on Twitter, we're on email, we're on uh, WordPress. Please leave us comments, please leave us suggestions. And if you want to us to help you tell your story about Peckham News that would be great too this is Richard Leeming reporting for Here Be Angels <laughs> making a complete fool of himself on the top of a car park goodbye over and out